We want to say shout out to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 BBQ, Blue Collar Cycle Shop, and Hook, Line, and Heroes. Without you, this episode would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, while you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from our own personal bunkers right here in beautiful Charlotte area, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the starting lineup. Now you see me, now you don't. It is Magic Man. Hey, everybody. Uh, behind his own bunker, it is producer Brian. Hey, guys. I, of course, be your host, Biggin. And, of course, um, across the way, it's the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one. 2006 honorable mention, Crystal Burger eating champion of the world. The inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! So uh, I'm not I'm not in my bunker tonight. I'm actually like Ricky Bobby getting out of the car, running around in my underwear, stripping down in the middle of the street, asking for Jesus to help me right now during this COVID crisis. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Hopefully, we can be a little bit of uh, a little bit of reprieve from. If you hear our kids in the background screaming like mine are, <laughs> then you know we're at home. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, you can find us on the Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also find us on the website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. You do have your playable links. Um, they are suitable for work, even though you're probably working from home, most likely, <laughs> um, or waiting for your stimulus check, like me or all of us. Uh, you can find us on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. Um, wherever you download your podcast, just go there, search Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also uh, hit the subscribe button, uh, give us a rating, give us a review, and most importantly, share your favorite episodes. Since you're not doing anything at home right now, except if you're in the South, you're probably dusting off your cars daily with uh, the old yellow uh, coquina, the old yellow pollen that all of us hate too, which is kind of especially bad when uh, we're coming through uh, allergy season right now with the, the coronavirus. So, Yeah, Mother Nature's really piling it on right now. We yeah, got, yeah, we I mean, got the guys, trifecta we, right now. And for, I mean, we've been doing this show for four years now, and we have we've got backups uh, plans for if there's snow, flood, pollen, but nobody predicted a pandemic. You know, we just did not plan accordingly. Nobody saw this one coming, uh, so we we're making this up on the fly. You know, there are some holes to it. We admit we're trying to figure this thing out with everybody else. But um, so we have to uh, and also because of our area, there is a stay at home. So we are not allowed to go outside. So we're looking at our beautiful faces uh, on the screen. So, Boots Brian, you look very good tonight, by the way. That light is shining right on your face. (laughs) Actually, I think we could actually file under the essential category. (laughs) Sure. uh, Yeah, we could have. 
So, yeah, I, I'm essential in my work, and and uh, and our our buddy Chris uh, Abney from Red Hill is also considered um, essential. And I was like, baby, don't get too too prideful because the Dunkin' Donuts guy evidently is also essential because they're still making donuts over there. So I don't know what the parameters are, but evidently these guys, anybody can be essential at this point. Well, I know I am. I'm still going into work every day. Yeah. My, <laughs> well, my wife got a, a letter from her uh, company. She works for a company in Mooresville making uh, like cough drops, throat lozenges, throat lozenges and such and uh, they're say. saying and Pepto-Bismol which a lot of people are going to probably need with all the junk food that they're sure. eating uh, while being all holed up like toilet paper. and uh, <laughs> that, exactly but she's actually got an official FEMA printout saying Ooh. that she's allowed to go to work how about you I didn't get that that's fancy um, well guys as, as everybody's kind of home alone I, I don't know if you guys have done this or seen this yet but evidently our homework for next week is to watch this show called Tiger King on Netflix have you guys heard about this I've already watched it oh wow I have not I have not okay you so got, our, you guys are way behind the hey, I, I've never been cool so you know clearly so, of course. Oh. <laughs> That's a, that's okay. That's okay. I this I just looks happened really to cool. turn it on, and I just happened <laughs> to turn it on, and my wife and I we watched the whole series in two days. So, is it that addicting? It is because it is not what you think it is. All I know is it from the thirty minutes that I've watched it, it looks like a guy that owns just uh, an exotic zoo in Oklahoma. I'm like, well, that can't be too fascinating. But evidently, the world loves it. It is. Uh, it's something you would not expect. It's better than any story that you could actually write. Hmm. All the all, right. all the all and after you watch it, all the memes will make sense. <laughs> well, we're gonna watch it, and then next week we'll talk about the show and see how see how that turns out. Um, listen, if you guys are staying at home, and you say, "Hey, you know." I can do my own podcast. You know, I, I ain't got nothing else to do. And I listen to these these idiots on Southern Fried, and I think I could do a better job, which, by the way, you probably can. It's um, 100%. If you think you can speak more eloquently than Biggin, you're 100% accurate, by the way. Um, listen, if you are interested in that and you want to, to try your hand at creating your own podcast, um, connect with producer Brian. Can I go ahead and, and, and promo you and just say, look, you can do some some fancy editing. You can make it sound great. Is, we didn't even talk about this beforehand. Chris no. Brian, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I uh, I am for hire. <laughs> so, so yeah, e- email producer Brian headlines at SFP Radio, and um, you know he does phenomenal work. You guys listen to the show. Uh, you should listen to us before we go into the editor. So he he does a fantastic work. So <laughs> so uh, if you think you could do your do it better, you probably can. Connect with producer Brian. We want to say shout out to our yeah. We want to say shout out to our listeners from Sweden, Japan, and Austria. Way to go, guys! We appreciate you tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Also in North Carolina, or sorry, in the U.S. Do you guys realize we're from? Carolina all the way to California. Like you can make like a little line and it like everybody from, from one coast, from one side of this coast to the other has listened to the show. I think that's pretty impressive. 
Do you I'm have one of those like of RV maps where you like put a little magnet on oh, for each yeah. state that listens? No, it, like on on the app where we, you know, the Lipson app, you can see where we're at, but you can see it is basically Route 66 all the way over. So I'm I I'm I'm digging that. Sweet. That is cool. All right, so I'm going to ask you like I ask you guys every week. How you be doing? We'll start off with uh Magic Man. Magic Man, I am doing well. Working from home, as uh, a lot of mm. people are. Well, a lot of people, but then unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who aren't working. Um, sure. You know, prayers go out to those folks. Um, hopefully, uh, they'll be able to get relief with this uh, stimulus package that was passed uh, middle of the night last night. Um, hey, buddy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, doing good otherwise. How about you? Guys, I, um, I'll, I'll tell you my story. We decided we're going to go ahead and bring the the kids home from daycare and I, I was so nervous. I'm not kidding. I had the runs for like two days. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle the kids for seven days a week with no break. So we are on day three. I'm on day seven of not wearing real pants. So like tonight I actually put on jeans. So I've got sweatpants under the jeans. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, my wife's company just got done doing a run of Pepto-Bismol, so there's going to be plenty of that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I've been eating that stuff like candy. But uh, I, I've been pleasantly surprised that uh, that Hot Pocket has actually been doing really good. So, um, man, that was an answer to prayer. So thank you guys for that. I definitely uh, see see God working miracles in that that aspect. Um, Producer Brian, how you been doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I've been, I've been like leaving the house every day to go to the grocery oh, store for to forage, yeah, to see what's new, what they have. Uh, so yesterday, I think, yeah, we were, we we thought we were going to run out of milk. So I was like, all right, no oh boy, um, we uh, we should. I need to go find see who when the truck comes. So usually, I think trucks show up like Monday, Tuesday for grocery mm. stores. So. Went, you know, I thought hopefully we'll find some ground meat because you can't find ground beef anywhere in a grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, show up, go to uh, the the old Harris Teeter, and I found I do find some ground meat, but it's Wagyu. Okay. Whoa. So if you know what Wagyu is, it's that expensive like bless you beer fed Japanese cows. There was no price tag on it though, so I was like, mm, I'm not gonna do that. But below that, there was some organic stuff. I just grabbed that. Um, which is what I eat anyway. Uh, and instead of eggs, I mean, they had eggs, but they were all quail eggs. <laughs> nope. No, uh, I, think so I'm out. I don't know like how many quail eggs do you have to eat to make like a two egg scramble, like a normal size? Like what's the volume you have to do there? I think it's 10, 10. Okay. So I would have two left over to do. I don't know what I'll do with those, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, wait, do, do they come in like a tiny little 12 carton? It's not like a closed carton, but it's like a little, like uh yeah, like a little square and you can see little speckled <laughs> eggs on top. They look a little cute. There's oh. only one of them left too. So someone got Ooh. desperate is having 12 egg omelets, you know, feeds like half a person. You know, like those, like uh, during Easter, they have the little eggs where you can just, you know, pop them in your mouth. They're like chocolate, like malted balls. What if you got those confused? Oh, you think you're gonna have the malted chocolate balls and this a quail egg? It's, it's a crunchy. Nah, nah. Uh, but the the local newspaper, the Observer, put out this 
article today showing grocery stores from around the country. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that's left on the shelves, I don't know if you guys, if you guys have seen this or not. Uh, well, the, no. I'll have the link in the show notes. Uh, but the first picture is is a produce section, and it's completely empty except for a, a, tin, like a bin of Brussels sprouts. Like I, said, I like Brussels sprouts. I like Brussels sprouts, too. People don't know what they're missing because you, like, roast them in a pan with some bacon grease. Throw sure. a little balsamic vinegar on top of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Come that's on, some, feta. That's, that's good. Yeah, right? Some bacon. Uh, Actually, goat cheese and bacon, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, body. it's really, it's, I think, well, like when we were kids, there was a stigma about Brussels sprouts not being good. But if you throw a little pork fat on there, everything's good. Yeah, but the my mom used to, I think, get Brussels sprouts out of a can. Oh. Have you ever had canned asparagus either? No. Do you eat those with the uh, Vienna sausages? I mean, what's the... I think I think as a kid we would drink them with like old crow whiskey just to wash them down. <laughs> what? What? So I'm looking at I'm looking at the article and okay. I see the Brussels sprouts. Yeah. But like I'm also seeing the chocolate hummus. Chocolate hummus Nobody's, is delicious. It is fantastic. Who doesn't like chocolate? I love I mean, chocolate. It's amazing. It's like it's like chocolate frosting, but it's made out of chickpeas. Who wasn't doesn't want that? It's delicious. Uh, baby carrot. Like what's wrong with carrots? People don't eat carrots. How do you fart smell after uh, chocolate hummus? Uh, hey, buddy, why don't you come over? I need to do you. an A/B test on that. Actually, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I, I could be game with that if you know that works out that way. There's a p- bunch of carrots that are there. Like you need to eat carrots so that your vision's good enough to see the zombies coming, right after sure. the apocalypse. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Corona cases in the beer section. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see that. Well, that that next picture, producer Brian is. If you'll remember, that was the one that was on our Southern Fried Philosophy page. Yeah, well, that, that one, was yeah. stolen. So this guy, Carn Carnivore Oriol, or, or I don't even know how to say that. Boy, that looks like it's a porn name. Right. But uh, but he stole that from our friend uh, in Texas. Thief. Yeah, vegan. Yeah, well, that's all vegan food, which I, I can't mm-hmm. blame. So I don't know. I guess the vegans aren't shopping. Like, what's <laughs> what are they eating? They're, right they're growing their own. <laughs> they're growing their own. I folks. guess. Yeah. Uh, so. Dasani water, whatever. Um, what's this one? I like Dasani water. That's oh, probably my favorite. <laughs> there's a whole section of Beyond Meat. Beyond yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. Tofu. And then, like, I like, like tofu. If you do it right, it's awesome. Mm-mm. No, I've never had a tofu that I've liked. It's the it's the texture, right? Like I'll get it, and it's too smushy. Am I doing it wrong? Yep, yep, yep. You gotta. Well, I'm doing it wrong. Actually, if you press it between two plates and top paper towels, actually squeeze some of the the uh, moisture out, and you actually can smoke it. Like on a pit, not, like on your pit barrel smoker or whatever, you can smoke it. Actually, is really good. I have a try. This also smoke. sounds a lot like my honeymoon. Press it between two plates. No, yeah. Like overnight, you put some weight on there. Like put like two plates and like a jar of pickles on top of the block. And all yeah. that moisture goes out of there. Then you can slice it up. You can get it real crispy in a fryer. It's like crunchy. <laughs> if, you, if you marinate it right, it's it's great. Wow. It's great. Yeah. I'll have um, to give that a try. And in the Carolinas, they're out of yep. Duke's mayonnaise. But no other. I guess there's a whole bunch of Hellman's <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, there's that. Those are the two, and then uh, well, the, sandwiches. the unsweet tea. There's like twelve gallons sitting there, which is mm-hmm. great. Anyway, because people can't realize you can't just put sugar in it. Just the things that people really won't just, buy is no, amazing. No, no, you me. cannot just put sugar in it. 
You can't put sugar in sweet tea? No. It no. goes to the bottom. If you if you heat it up, maybe. Yeah, but you have to heat up, then you actually can ruin tea. <laughs> it has to be hot, then yeah. you're like double cooking it. Yeah, that's going to be bitter. Oh, there's also, that. Also, it'll yeah. spoil. Oh, I'm just going to stick to my bourbon. You got to put half a pound of sugar in while it's still hot. Yeah. <laughs> Mojo, how you be doing? I guess I'm good. Um, I go to work every day because, quote unquote, I fall into the essential service category. Um, For I'll real, continue, you do? Yeah, I'll continue because I'm transportation related. Um, ah. It's it's a great escape from the wife and kids. Don't tell them I said that. Sure. Um, but yeah, just watching the uh, world unfold and unwind and got my popcorn here. I'm healthy. That's all that matters. So. Today was a, a kind of a good day, right? Like a momentous day? Like a celebration? It, um, I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. It was, uh, so, yeah, today, I, Big mentioned that we've been doing this podcast for four years, almost four years, but um, we started this podcast right after my heart transplant. So today is my fourth anniversary for my heart transplant, which is quite an accomplishment, I would say. So... Considering I'm supposed to be six feet under, I would uh, consider any day a great day. So, thanks for all the uh, all the people that congratulated kudos to me. Um, yeah, but going back to four years ago, boy, that first episode was rough with me. <laughs> of course, every episode's rough with me, but you know that one was really rough. I should go back and we should go back and listen to it. If you haven't, go back and listen. I have. See, I have secondhand one. embarrassment. I can't even listen to myself in the most recent episode. <laughs> if, if you so. want to binge listen to something while you're uh, social distancing, just uh, go go back through uh, 140 episodes of the old SFP. If you're looking, I, to, I, if you're looking for an excuse to drink, just wait to ho- however many times I say "uh" or "mm" or whatever, something like that. You can just take a shot. You'll be tore up by every episode. Just only one episode per day. I don't. That's all I advise. I would tell you. Um, by the time you listen to 140 episodes, this whole thing will probably be over anyway. So just go ahead and start and just do a countdown. Speaking of episodes, uh, I came across a question this weekend that I thought I'd pose to you all. If you were forced to watch one TV show for the rest of your life and you had to watch one episode a day, what TV show would that be? So, I mean, think about like, it's the same TV show. You can watch, you know, whatever episode that you want, but for the rest of your life. So I'm going to ask you guys, producer Brian, what would you say? So some some of the the smart choice here is to pick Mm -hmm. one of these series that's been on for like 20 years or 25 years. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make the smart choice. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to pick my name is Earl. Really? Because I absolutely love that show. And I don't even know okay. where you can stream it anymore, but every time I, I just love it's so stupid. But it always makes me feel good. <laughs> when I pose this question, my name is Earl didn't even come in the stratosphere, to be honest. <laughs> I don't with think you. I've I seen an think episode of it. Make it Did you guys watch that at all? Because I just love that show. I've never seen an I've episode watched- of that. Oh. A few episodes of it, um, but I just couldn't get into it. It's dumb. Maybe I should go it's back and try it. so dumb. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's that. I think that's my okay. legit. Pick. How many seasons is that one? Not enough. Not uh, enough. Let me look. I'll, I'll do the Wikipedia while you guys are. All right. Magic Man, what do you got? Does it have to be a TV show or can it be like a YouTube channel? It has to be a TV show. TV show. Okay. Uh, I was a big fan of Home Improvement. Okay. Okay. You like it's Al not, Borland. I look like Al Borland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so, Mojo. Oh. <laughs> Someone just got a new nickname. <laughs> oh. Oh, Magic Man is now referred to as <laughs> Al Borland. The shirt, the, ah, the beard. I love it. Thank you, Al. <laughs> Uh, uh, you have to wear flannel every time we record. That is wow. perfect. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, four seasons right. of My Name Is Earl, for the record. Tw- yeah, you're gonna, twenty-four you're gonna... episodes-ish each. That's a lot of episodes still. Classic you're gonna nights. hate your life, uh, Mojo. What are you gonna call? Oh man, I'm a I'm a closet sci-fi guy. So really. I'm I'm going to go Doctor Who. Okay. Or Fringe. Uh, okay. Oh, Fringe was good. Fringe yeah. was great. Both I think both of those shows lend a lot of like you rewatch it and you see things that you didn't see the first ten times you watched it. So Okay. So, so with Doctor Who, do you have to pick a certain run, like like the modern well, era or the eighties? What are the Well, I personally here? like the the latter ones, you know, not the previous ones just because they were uh, to my understanding they changed uh, obviously producers and writers and things like that so the earlier versions tendency to, had a tendency to jump off the uh, the ledge a little bit and go a little more cheesy <laughs> okay. due to mm-hmm. cutting cost of production back in the day in, in the UK but the uh, ones that came out with in the 90s is probably where I'd start okay hmm the first episode that I watched of Doctor Who, it was about a because I started from the very beginning about uh, trash cans that would eat people, like these toters that would eat people, and I was like, I'm out, I can't, <laughs> I think I'm done. That's that that could totally happen. Not nah, Doctor Who. Doctor Who is a, a compelling show. I mean, it's the good thing about Doctor Who is you could have they could have episode one of season one, and then. Episode three, they'll refer something back to episode one, which all you know all of a sudden come back into making sense, which is you know great writing of a show. So yeah, yeah, and it's it's a, it's a little soap operaish, cheesy sometimes, but it, it it's really kind of in the forefront of TV shows and writing and and culture and society, just kind of like how the Simpsons, you know, the the Simpson predictions, you know, you have mm-hmm. Doctor Who is like that also. Interesting. And how many seasons is that? 7,000. Okay. Oh, yeah. You could watch good. a new one every day for the rest of your life, probably. Uh, yeah. it, it ta- it'd take you a while to watch them all. I, I think also, like, what's what's the one on uh, Black Mirror? Black Mirror would be a great show to also watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's, here's where I was at. I thought about – I've noted my love of Andy Griffith, but um, when the color TV – the color part comes out. I'm done. Like I would, I would hate my life. So I'm not doing that. Then I thought the Simpsons would be good because it's 27 seasons. They're 30 minutes long. 
there's there's good episodes. There's not there's not a horrible episode. There's like good and then you know really good, but not like horrible ones. But I think that I'd have to stick to Seinfeld. I absolutely love Seinfeld. It's got enough seasons to it, and it's it's hilarious. I've still never seen an episode of it. Oh man, we got to change that. Um, and it, so it's classic '90s. So I would I would have to say The Simpsons. So if you're listening, we'd love to hear what your take would be. So email us or tweet tweet us at sfpradio at yeah, gmail dot com. We can post a question on the Facebook page, and folks can respond. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, speaking of TV shows. Did you guys watch the ESPN Ocho this past week? No. No? There were some phenomenal things on ESPN2 this past week. I don't know if you guys saw the lineup, but it started off with um, the, the stone skipping competition, which <clears throat> I recorded it, if anybody wants to see it. It was a stone skipping competition <laughs> I was fascinated by this I no, no, spit my beard off of my computer monitor <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> understand a stone, so they were skipping stones it was an entire thing of them skipping stones so was there like but, distance measuring like was there like a lot style like, kind of like discus it, throwing it was how many um, how many skips that you got okay so what were the number? Did you like what was our high number on? That? Here was the problem, because some of them, their average skip from previous years were like twenty, thirty. There was mul- there was like a lot of these things, but they were doing it at this location where there were so many waves that they couldn't get good traction to it. Oh, is this like so a they were bring your like, own rock situation, or you like just yes, stuff up? Okay. people brought their own rocks. So they were trying to skip them, but they were getting like seven, eight at the, I think the winner got nine skips. Um, but normally they said that one guy got 58, like in previous competitions, 58 skips, but these guys were getting like eight. But what was hilarious is in the background, there were like kayakers going by. Was, they they had to adjust. They had, they had to adjust where they were throwing because there were these ducks that, that, that were going along the shoreline. It was hilarious. It was up in um, Minnesota, I think it was. Um, so there was the stone skipping competition. There was the um, World Stacking Championship. What are you stacking? The stacking cups. Oh, you know cups, how they okay. did. Oh, the, like cups. the cup stacking. Okay, okay. Yep. The uh, the n- 2019 sign spinning competition. Oh, you know these guys that are yeah. like, you know, for taxes and and whatnot. They're flipping these signs. Mattress, these guys were phenomenal. Clearance sale. Yeah, yeah like mattress mat. You know, like those type of things. I'm telling you, the guy that won it. Spoiler alert. He was a biggin doing handstands. He was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big and doing handstands. That's a bold uh, move, McCotton. <laughs> <laughs> there was the Crystal World Hamburger Eating Championship, followed by the Johnsonville Brat Eating Competition. Oh, some yet. Um, stupid Fighting Robot League Competition. Three thirty was the forty sixth annual. No, hold, 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 yeah, hold, backing up. Hold, was that the was that the Robot League or the Stupid Robot League? The Stupid Robot League. So they're just stupid robots. Yeah. Yep. Like a Roomba or something like that? I think so. 
I didn't. I had. I had things to do. I wasn't able to watch that one. Um, the 46th annual cherry spitting competition. The the 2019 Golden Tea World Championship, followed by the 2018 Classic Tetris World Championship. Golden Tea. Golden Tea. Oh, I was thinking something else. Never mind. No, and it followed up by <laughs> tea. Another rut. Another rut. Brought by. Brought to you by the Russian dossier. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it ended up the night with 2019's Jelly Marble Run. Have you guys seen these marble run competitions? I love it. Like the, the it was Marble Olympics. Did you, Mojo? Did you see the link that I sent you? That I sent. Unfortunately, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of watching it. It's great. Um, it's phenomenal, right? This guy does the Olympics, d- does different events with marbles. Um, and acts like they're real people and real teams. And they have like little signs in the stands. And then at one point on the last one, like one team got mad and was fighting the other one. And they were, oh, there yeah. was a rumble There's and drama. they got tossed out. <laughs> Everything you could ask for. Suspense. Yeah. Did you see him, one of his uh, videos? He bit, made, made like a Rune Goldberg machine that used 11,000 marbles. Like they all went I different saw, directions. You see that thing? I didn't. I saw that it was there. I didn't. This watch guy it. had. This guy has a well in his basement with a young lady in there, and he hands a basket down and says it puts the lotion on his oh, skin or gets the hose again. And he's uh, while he's upstairs doing the Marble Olympics. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I'm so entertained by this. We just I couldn't stop watching it, and so the the YouTube videos. I just keep watching them. I can't. I can't get enough of it. If you're in the market for a high-quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full, spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom, exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or check out his new website at WatchmanCigars.com or the sponsor section of our website. All right, speaking of games, Producer Brian, you've got a game for us uh, yes, to share. because I feel like... Uh, Our duty is to amuse and entertain as much as possible during these difficult times. So I I found a – well, I just came up with a a, a kind of a game that's completely pointless, but still could be entertaining. I think it kind of sticks with some of the things we – some of our values. I think this represents some Mm -hmm. of our core values here on the Southern Fried Philosophy uh, podcast. You know, there's no sports right now. The NFL is still kind of hanging on. They're going to have a draft, but I figured we could have our own mm-hmm. draft tonight. Come so on, we're going to draft hamburger toppings. So, so here we go. So the rules are: we're going to do a six-round draft. I've got a randomized list. We'll we'll start with the. I'll tell you who gets the first overall pick here in a minute. Uh, but we're going to build a hamburger. And the simple draft rules: whoever picks it, if an item gets picked, it's off the board and cannot be picked again. 
So there can only be one. I'm not even going to say the ingredient because I want it. There can only be, you know. So if you like ketchup, let's put it that way. You got to you got to have yeah. ketchup. You better take it early on because you can't guarantee it's going to be there. Sure. So you know, we can keep it interesting. We'll see if we end up actually eating one of these burgers at some point. It would be nice. Maybe some restaurant could name name these after us. It'd be really awesome, right? That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. And- and the uh, preface, without, there are how many topping, like how many things are there? There's, there's numerous. A there's a lot. There's plenty. There's plenty. We're yep. not going to run out. Um, but I'm, I'm going to put the draft order here in the okay. notes real quick. Oh, boy. So drafting on, first overall is, oh, wait a minute. Magic Man. All right. Ah, oh, damn it. Followed by Mojo. Big Dang. And then myself. So that's the order. So, Ryan, you get the first overall pick in the 2020 SFP Radio Hamburger Toppings Draft. All right. And so I'm going to choose so White Cheddar. What? White Cheddar. All right. White Cheddar. Is off the board. Is there a particular reason you picked white cheddar? Why? Because I love cheese, and it's not easy being cheesy. It's not easy being cheesy. <laughs> well, that joke was. How about Truer that? words have never been spoken. <laughs> hey, I had to do it. I had uh, to do it. Mojo. Mojo, you're up. Being from Carolina, you can never have enough meat on your meat burger, so I'm going to go chili. Chili. Uh, Are my. you kidding me? How in the world did I win this? You didn't win nothing, man. This is a, two of my favorite things off the board right there. <laughs> Chili's off the board. I've got to take the bacon. Hands right. down. Yeah. That's what bacon is mine. I think bacon. we're I think we're all winning here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, bacon, that would have been great. I was really hoping for yep. bacon. That's that was the ingredient I wanted to pick, but you know. Random There's no order. way that was going to be for that was going to be the fourth one. I'm shocked at white cheddar, by the way. Uh, okay, well I'm going to go. All right, here we go. My first pick is pimento cheese. Okay, which would have been good, great okay. with bacon, but uh, it I'll would live. have. Hmm. All right, round two, Magic Man. All right. Well, I will uh, go with scrambled egg and protein. That's scrambled egg is on here? Yeah, that's... Yes. You'll never guess who put that on there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> A scrambled egg? <clears throat> really? Yeah, it's actually uh, very uh, no. good. Yeah, it is. Thank you, Mojo. It actually adds a little bit of... Uh... It brings a whole burger together. You get that uh, runny yolk, it... and it adds a little bit of... Uh... It's just like the, now, the I could see a fried egg, yet. which that turned me off until I actually ate it. But the scrambled egg is is really throwing me off. Oh, okay. Now I just I take that back. Okay, I saw the scrambled part. So I've had it before. <laughs> fried it's fried egg is great. Good. Yeah, we got yeah. that on your scrambled. Right. <laughs> it's weird again. I don't know. I can get down with an <laughs> omelet burger. So okay, okay. All right. We'll we'll take your word for it. <clears throat> Maybe we'll end up eating one of these at some point. All right, Mojo, what you got? Onion straws. Onion straws. Chili onion straws. All right. 
There were Ooh. a few different versions of onion straws on our list. So we are, for a listener, we are picking from a pre-approved list of ingredients so that mm-hmm. there's no oddball scrambled eggs on this <laughs> list, you know. Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got the bacon. So that's going to be the, the, the kind of the fat. Um, guys, this one's a tough one. I may... Guys, I'm I'm gonna like ham this thing up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm adding bacon jam on the bacon burger. Okay, double down. I see no wrong. I double down on the bacon. Okay, I see where I took. Okay, also that might have gone well with my pimento cheese, but sure. Yeah, I also was was playing defense there. Yeah, I see. There's no nice guys in the draft. Um. I'm trying to keep up with what's being drafted here at the same time. So, sure, yeah, I printed it out, so I'm just marking them. Oh, off you're here. writing it down. Okay, mm-hmm. that paper. Who uses paper anymore? <laughs> Evidently, the eight-year-old hot pocket. He loves playing origami now. I gotta say, I gotta save all our paper for toilet paper. Uh, okay, so, so we're still in round two. round two. I've got pimento cheese. What do you put with pimento cheese on a burger? Bacon. I'm going to say, yeah, bacon would be wonderful right now. <laughs> be so good. I'm going pulled pork. Okay. I like where you're heading with that pulled one. Pulled pork. This is a keto burger, mostly. <laughs> sure. Matt, uh, Al Borland, what do you got for uh, your third round? <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Right. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff on here still. I have to go with American cheese. Wow, going back to the cheese. Yeah. I told you I love – my wife says I love cheese to a fault. Fault. And you picked that All right. one. Yeah, that goes well with scrambled egg, I will say. Yeah, something sure. about yeah. scrambled egg and American cheese. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, give you that. All right, Mojo. Coleslaw. Oh man, that's right. Uh, I, I'm I like surprised it. this wasn't your second pick. Also, well, I was I was trying to play hard to get. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with the smoked gouda. I'm going to also go with the cheese. Okay. Yeah, this is your first cheese, right? Yeah, this is my first cheese. Yep. Man, this is going to be one stinky hamburger. Come on with it. I can't find coleslaw on the list. Where's coleslaw? Slaw. It's under it's slaw. Just slaw. Slaw. Oh, it's the... Right. Okay, cool. All right. So, what do I need to put on my barbecue burger? I think... Oh, Wow. I think I want to put some sriracha on this burger. Oh, yeah. going with a, with a, our first sauce. Got a little heat, got a little sauce. Okay. All right, we're back to Ryan, Al Borland. Okay, let's uh, let's go with BBQ sauce. I haven't done any sauces wow. yet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Also known as barbecue sauce. Sure, for our our folks playing at home. 
Um, Mojo, what you got? <clears throat> we'll go pickles. Are you going regular pickles? Is there just regular pickles on the they're list? Be- there better yes. only be regular pickles yeah. because sweet pickles there's, is well, of the devil. Oh, there's pickles uh, and then we, fried pickles. Yeah, we don't have uh, pickles. Could be we didn't say dill or sweet pickles. I'm supposed we could add sweet pickles if we needed to. Don't add those. I don't eat that. Yeah. Do we need more ingredients? That's the- <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm uh, I'm going to follow this up with some avocado. Man, I like avocado, just not with not the cheese. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, not for yours. Yeah. So I'm learning some quick lessons. Uh, I picked the wrong first ingredient, and now I'm dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pimento cheese, you could you could do some uh, good stuff with it. Yeah, without the bacon. It's like bacon and pimento cheese yeah. are made for each other. Sure Since I can't have that salty, crunchy, I'm going to go with fried pickles. Okay, I like uh, it. Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, I think I think you're coming in from the lead from behind. We'll see here. I'm going to have the most expensive burger, if nothing else. <laughs> lobster. <laughs> we, we didn't add any lobster to it. <laughs> All right, fried pickles is off the list. All right. Beginning of round Magic. five. Round five. <clears throat> All right, let's add some lettuce on. What in the world? Oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I did not see that. Magic man with a random burger. Got it. Mojo. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go out of left field and put mustard. Oh, listen, that's a, that's a really good pick. Uh, so this is a burger I could get behind. That's a good burger right there, my from friend. Hey, professional for my hamburger, I was going to say, see, what I'm doing is I am channeling, channeling my inner mojo <laughs> because he came up with that redneck egg roll, like combining a bunch of stuff. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm trying to. Are there any, like, is there like a wheel with all these ingredients on it? You're just spinning. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're there doing you is you're saying what Mojo would pick and then doing the exact opposite. <laughs> got it. All right. Uh, I think we're at uh, Producer Brian. No. Uh, nope. You're up. Is it me? Yep. Sautéed mushrooms. Okay. Sautéed mushrooms. I think the avocado is what's throwing me on, on your burger so far. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so I've got to get two more ingredients. Now, the here. avocado would have been really good with his omelet burger. But yeah, that'd be great on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't want another cheese. I think, wow, this is really hard. I'm going to have to pick... Tomatoes. Going with, and I don't even like tomatoes that mm. much, but on a pimento cheeseburger, I think it's kind of critical. All right. All right, last round. Now, don't pick the Fermunda cheese. That's on That's on the list. <laughs> Fermunda cheese. <laughs> All right. Um, Magic Man, what do you got? Let's do ham. Not a bad pick. Out of, not a bad one at all. All right, finishing up your burger, Mojo, what do you got? Uh, Havarti. 
Oh yeah. Man. Or who farty. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh man. Yeah, that's your first man, cheese last. That's that's a bold move. You know that that's a strong move right there, waiting to the very end to pull the cheese. There I mean, that's like your kicker. You think, you know, I'm gonna wait to the end, but at the end it can be like the quarterback. Um, well done, Mojo. Well done. Um, how do I want to wrap this thing up? I think, I mean, Hey, we're not fat enough. I'm thinking let's get a nice pat of butter and, and put it on top of that. We're going to die on this burger guys. Probably should put like garlic butter in here or something like that. Good compound butter. All right. All right, someone's printing their tax return. I'm sorry, my <laughs> my wife started printing. I'm in our. Uh, gosh. Uh, well, there's that. Uh, okay, so. All right, finish it up. Last man standing here. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think we're throwing. <laughs> Just mute. We're like on a conference call. What is she Would that be weird? I mean, okay. I'm gonna, get, like... I'm, I'm gonna get crazy here. Nah, okay. I can't get. No, I'm not getting crazy. I forgot about the sriracha. Jalapenos. That's the last. I want some jalapenos. That's not. That's not a bad burger, right there, my it's friend. A little, a little spicy, but I think that's the play. No, well I should have, no, we should have done it. You have to name your burger, but I don't think that's – I'm not going to be good at that, so we'll skip that Well, one. I can't name it Heart Attack because that's already <laughs> taken, evidently. Uh, you, right. you, you could call it the Biggin Burger for sure, though. We could. <laughs> we could. All right, so we want our <laughs> – you're going to be a Biggin after you eat this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do we want to summarize everybody's yeah, burger? Yeah, so let's summarize. So we'll just go in order. Magic Man, take mm-hmm. us to your, your burger here. You can even – if you want to get fancy and make up a bun to put this on, we'll throw that in for free. Mm. Okay. All right. So just tell what I got on it. Yeah. Just yep. tell oh, okay. us about this burger. Sell All me right. this cheeseburger. So we have two types of cheese. We've got your cheddar and your American. So I'm saying with the cheddar, will be kind of sharp. American, of course, is kind of bland, I guess, to balance each other out. Then you, then you have the scrambled egg, Salty. which gives you some more squishy <laughs> to, to make it to make it <laughs> squishy. yes I'm, I'm hey, not how, yeah. how many good. menus do you see and that then, written on the description for the this hamburger this is why I'm not in the restaurant business <laughs> oh. squishy <laughs> and then we've got the BBQ sauce to give it some sweet because we've got salty <laughs> with the cheese and the egg BBQ sauce to make it sweet we've got lettuce so at least there's something a little bit healthy on the burger and then finally <laughs> Round it out. We have ham to add to the meat. <laughs> and then for a bun, uh, a we'll, we'll... triple protein. That's right. It's lots of it, it, it's it's uh, with the exception of the barbecue sauce, it is a keto burger. Okay. It's yeah. It's pretty close. Wow. All right, I'm not. I'm listen. I'm not signing up for that one. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I eat it. Would you eat I it? I would eat it for real. Uh, yes, sir. Mojo, would I eat it? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Right now. For? Right now, there's no ground beef in the stores. Yeah, I'd probably gnaw the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mojo. Tell it. Take us through your burger here. Tell it. Sell it. Sell it to me. All right. So, um, my burger name is called the Some Bitch, and. Uh, <laughs> So Which is, it's a yeah. classic Carolina style chili onion mustard slaw pickles, Havarti mm-hmm. onion straw. So it's nothing fancy. It's kind of the old staple around here, except you know it's uh, got a, it's an elevated yeah, onion I, straws I, or a, yeah, a twist. I would say it's probably a little elevated. But in, in that you got the Havarti Havarti uh which is a really cream creamy mm-hmm. melty cheese, ooey gooey. So. Yeah, I would eat that. Yeah, all yeah, day. all day. What, uh, Mojo? What bun are you putting this on, by the way? A buttery brioche. Ah, dang it! I love the brioche. Yeah, it's not a bun. I'm a draft. sucker for brioche. You can, be, you can have brioche on your crazy burger yeah. too. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So I, I think it's just it makes sense to call this one the biggin. Um, I mean, guys, we're, we're getting that brioche bun and we're, we're biting down and we, the first thing those, those teeth hit are going to be that crisp, <laughs> thick applewood smoked bacon. And then as, as it dives down, you're going to get into that, uh, that creamy avocado. And then you're going to hit the, the, the smoked Gouda that just brings a little bit of flavor and a little bit of that creaminess to it. And then as you keep keep going down there, you're going to get those sautéed mushrooms that, that, you know, just really make the burger, that sell the burger. But then the, the butter at that point is going to start drooping, coming down off of your lips. And you're like, oh, you're sucking that butter in. And then while you do that, you get this very sweet bacon jam at the very end to give it that little sweetness to cut the the burger uh the the fat off that burger I mean, at the end of the day you're coming back for more baby the big and burger wow. brought to you by adamandeve.com <laughs> uh, you painted a picture there buddy you know, uh, that's what so I do. My only, so you went brioche. I think I would go with like a toasted sourdough for this, like the like patty melt almost. Mm. You think so? Yeah, just that it, it would take that butter and like all the grease and stuff and just be really good. I think, I think for the me that the sourdough is just so tangy that I, I just don't, I don't like that one. Yeah. But all in those, that's your burger, yeah, man. All in those big and you need to have a, uh, the 80s uh, Skinamax porn track. Behind your description, it's like those uh, Hardy's commercials. One of the Hardy's commercials yeah. from like uh, the two t- thousand. Oh 2000s yeah, there. right. Yeah, Paris Hilton. Yeah, yeah. or whoever. Yeah, there you go. All right. So my producer <laughs> Brian, my burger has a little bit of kick to it here. It could be jal- mm. jalapeno pimento cheese, I suppose, but I didn't specify that. There you go. Pimento cheese, pulled pork, fried pickles tomatoes to kind of cool things down just a little bit and jalapenos to turn it back up and sriracha sauce on both sides of the bun uh, actually if there's a bun you know i'm doing the keto thing so this could very easily be a lettuce wrap <laughs> well done to that uh but it'd be better on uh i don't know what kind of bread i would actually put this on probably some, just a, something very simple maybe a whole wheat i like whole wheat buns hmm 
Didn't see that coming. Yeah, he helped pass everything else through. There you go. All right. Well, that was our first annual uh, bacon top or hamburger topping draft. Let us know what burger you like better. We'll put this on our show notes yeah. and vote. We can do a we could do maybe a poll. Oh, do a poll. Of, yeah, which one yeah. would you want to buy or eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. And then the loser has to eat. Uh, I'm going to just call it right now. We're going to have to eat Magic Man's uh, <laughs> burger right there because that's that's all. He is he's the loser. He has to eat his own burger, right? <laughs> That's right. So hey, he's, he's okay with that. That's not a loser for me. <laughs> he likes it. Yeah, bring it on. All right, so let's go into some wacky news brought to you by um, who? Who's got it this week? Um, Eighteen Twelve Barbecue. Hey, he is actually still doing catering. I did confirm that our friends at Eighteen Twelve Barbecue, Eric, has got a new new uh, uh, grill and he is ready to roll. So just call our friends there and he could get you some food. So if you're running low, that's our that's your man. All right, so guys. Um, don't worry about craft and, and making sure you get your uh, your craft uh, no macaroni sugar. and cheese. It's hitting the shelves. Hey, that Mexican and it's not Coke stopping. does taste better. A craft diner production lines <clears throat> yep. in the Montreal plant is responsible for supplying all of the mac and cheese <laughs> in Canada. They right they right now produce one. They're trying to produce one million extra boxes to meet an unprecedented demand. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, since COVID-19 was declared a pandemic, the panic buying has promised shoppers, has prompted shoppers to stockpile their pantries. Kraft Heinz, which produces Kraft Diner, has seen a 35% increase in demand for the pasta and a 41% spike in demand for their peanut butter. Uh, while some shoppers may be stressed, um, they said that the 960 plant employees are feeling calm and prepared for whatever happens next. Said that people are that very proud. No they feel like they're contributing to a noble cause, <laughs> to serving the country, is truly really feeding the country. Starting Monday, each employee will have their forehead scanned to check to see if they have a fever. And the plan has even plotted three backup <laughs> plans, better than our show, in case for an internal <laughs> COVID outbreak. If workers get sick or show symptoms, other employees at the plant can be trained to fill in on most vital product <laughs> lines and the peanut butter line. If those replacements fall sick, then <laughs> here we go. Then the mechanics will fall in. If the mechanics fall ill, the managers at the point will be ready to take over. Before the outbreak, which has now affected more than 1,000 Canadians, the factory pumped out 3 million boxes of Kraft Diner five days a week. Now they're running their lines 24-7, pumping out more than 4 million boxes. Um, there is a professor in the food distribution policy at, I don't know how you say this, Dawa House University. They said uh, the Canadian shoppers should resist the urge to buy more than they need at the grocery store. This is a marathon, not a sprint. We're in this for many months, so you've got to pace yourself, said no one at a buffet. Uh, he recommended <laughs> that shoppers buy the same groceries as before, but pick up a few extra provisions so they don't need to visit the stores often. While, stockpack, st- while stocking up on snacks may be tempting, he said that shoppers should try to keep the meals in mind. You can't eat junk food for three months. It's not sustainable, which also said the people at the buffet line hold my beer. 
Um, so regardless of the pandemic buying, it should be over. The grocery stores are now enforcing tight limits on how much they can buy. So Kraft Macaroni and Cheese is now pumping out five or four million boxes of their pasta a week. Guys, that's that's quite a lot of mac and cheese, y'all. So my, my biggest thing about this article is mm. in Canada, they call it Kraft Dinner. And not craft dinner, mac and cheese. Right. Like, Sorry about that. Yeah, reading's hard. It's okay. Uh, sure. It's yeah. <laughs> an extra letter in there. But like, <laughs> I think craft. Like, is this like all you eat for craft dinner? Like, you just like eat a box of this, and that's your meal. Or Might is there well. some spam or hot dogs going in this? I mean, there's been many a night where I've gone to bed with just eating some mac and cheese. Hmm. Okay. Well. No. Am I the only it's one? It's weird, right? Is that weird that they call it craft dinner? Is that diner? Like that's weird. Craft diner. Craft. Oh, well, that's even weirder. <laughs> yeah, it's like German, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> like when uh, I don't like when other countries take our product and rename it. I don't like that. Yeah, we're should, Americans. We, we did it right the first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they mess with our stuff. Like, you go to you go to UK. Our Canada and our candy bars actually have like real products in it. Come on, I want the fake stuff. <laughs> I want the I want the processed palm oil as my my right. ingredient. Yeah, we did not add powdered cheese to our hamburger topping draft. Oh, I could have done that. Uh, yeah, going to different countries, you could have you know the same. You, you would think like, and I'm just making this up, like a Snickers. And England may taste completely different than a Snickers in, you know, Texas or whatever. So, absolutely, um, they they mess it all up. I mean, that's that's the reason why you have Mexican Coke. That's probably racist to say, but you have Mexican Coke. Yeah, that is, and it's not the like Colombian Bam Bam stuff you snort, but you know, it's like it's like you know, Coca Cola with sugar. Or, yeah. Thanks for clarifying. I just want to make sure. I mean, I don't I don't want to you know, offend the cartel li- yeah. cartel yeah. listeners out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't, they put like real sugar in there. Right. right. Yeah. And a bigger bottle. That's what and a glass are. bottle. Yeah. It is funny how Coke tastes better in a glass bottle than in a can. It's the same thing, but it's just the. Yeah, but I, I think a lot, I think better. a lot of it is nostalgia, especially our age group, too. Mm. Well, it's not as carbonated. Yeah. It's like flatter. I yeah. Feel like. It is. Whenever I get one of those. Mm. Maybe it's because it's been sitting on like some hardware store shelf for thirty years. Well, it was also it was also smuggled in the country because you know it's illegal to own that in certain areas. There's that. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812 Barbecue, and he can make your next catered meal happen. 
Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812 Barbecue. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812 Barbecue, or call 704-604-5148 or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Speaking about things that are smuggled in, um, Portland Strip Club is forced to close. Now dancers do delivery. Uh, Portland found finds a way. Closer down are strip clubs, and dancers will now do delivery. That's what's happening at the Lucky Devil Lounge. The club was forced to close with Governor Kate Brown's mandate to stem the spread of the coronavirus, but the order uh, does not allow food establishment or the sorry the order does allow food establishments to offer takeout for delivery so that was the idea of boober eats instead of uber eats it is called (laughs) boober eats the home delivery service which um, is a pair of scantily clad strippers will now deliver hot food to your door it started off as a joke but then people seriously started inquiring about the orders so from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m., Boober Eats is offering a full menu from the Lucky Devil Lodge at the same prices. Delivery rates are generally about $30, um, but it could vary on distance. If someone wants to give us a couple hundred bucks to go to the coast, we're going to be doing it, which I'm going to start ordering. Uh, Mojo <laughs> one here in about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Popular orders include chicken fingers, steak bites, and mini corn dogs. Um, the dancers are driven and escorted by a security guard. Uh, so there's at least one rule that um, that there's no touching the dancers because of social distancing. So um, oh. there's that. Um, he has about 80 dancers between the Lucky Devil and his other club, Devil's Point, which I'm noticing a trend. He likes the devil. Um, so he was trying to do this to help his dancers at least get a little bit of income uh, while their club is shut down. Uh, thoughts? Ideas? Good idea? Bad idea? Mojo, I'm going to you. Why me? <laughs> because you, you looked bored. <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, no one wants to. Would you order from Boober well, Eats? I, I I don't know about that just because I don't know. I don't want my food sitting in a hot box bag for an hour, you know, but sure. I think sure. it's a, I think it's no, a genius idea. That. I like we talked about last episode. I think this, this, this time and place in our history right now will change economics for a lot of people and the people that can do things innovative will survive. And, you know, people like it or not, I don't care what you say. You know, a lot of these people will probably say um, these dancers could be doing something else. Yeah, they could be, but they've chose this line of work, you know, and obviously they're out of work right now. And that's a very socially interactive driven industry. So, I mean, if they can make a few bucks, maybe, maybe they decide to change paths and do something different. Maybe, you know, maybe something else innovative comes out of this. So, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else thoughts, ideas? Uh, I thought, I mean, I like the name. <laughs> yeah. No, I like the name too. <laughs> it's clever. 
I mean, like, is there, are they presenting you anything else with the food? Like, is there like a, <laughs> if you leave a big enough tip, is like the trench coat popping open, you know? Like, what's, oh, what's wow. happening? You know, like, what's, they're not explaining the whole service here, I think. You have to, yeah, sure. social distancing, but, uh, I mean, you know, I guess, yeah, you have to, how do you do that six feet away, right? Buddy, I've done I've done a lot worse six feet away. Um, I w- <laughs> I will say this, like, yeah, you're right. Like, what happens? You know, it, it says that they're just you know scantily clad, but is that is that the end of it? Which is fine. Like, I I hope that that's the end of it. But um, you know, would people expect to have other services? Yeah. Um, when they order, so but thirty dollars for a delivery fee. But you know what? They're, they're, you got to realize how I many we you know all of us have other people in our houses right now with us, right? So we have, we have some type of social order in our house. There's other people out there that don't. They're lonely. Oh, that's a good. So point. they get a little bit of reprieve for the day and get to see someone else and socialize with them. Granted, they may be wearing a negligee or a lingerie or whatever. <laughs> then it is what it is. I mean. Yeah, I, you pay extra for the packaging. Yeah, I mean, it, but here's that's the economy. If you want it, you pay for it. It's not like it's being forced on them. You know, they know what they're they know what they're <laughs> right. getting. They're getting. I wonder if like uh, if DoorDash will go or Uber Eats will add like a checkbox to your delivery where you can say, oh. you know, send my delivery driver in a, you know, pasties or something. Uh, you know what? That would wow. that would be very innovative. You know, I mean. It's, <laughs> There's got to be a market for it, obviously. I mean, just like you had the uh, drive-through coffee baristas that were d- dressed in lingerie or bikinis. I mean, there was an industry for that. Mm-hmm. You had the industry for topless housekeepers that would come in. I mean, there's there's a market out there for it. I'm not saying it's a big market, but you know the 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 uh, lingerie baristas aren't going to outdo Starbucks any day of the week. But you know they have a market target audience, obviously. So. Yeah. Yeah, just make sure you have that draft through. Yeah. As, as as a wise person once said to me one time, life is short, let's have fun. That's right. All right, so guys, we're going to go to our hot topics brought to you by Hookline and Heroes, 501c3 that's providing uh, our veterans, which I guess they probably aren't now, uh, veterans a fishing trip and a relationship with God. So check out our friends at Hookline and Heroes. Um, we're, we're going to try to keep it as light and we're not going to dwell too much on this, but, um, you guys saw that the house bill got pushed through. Um, I don't know. Did you, did anybody get to take a look at the summary that I, um, provided you guys in the show notes? Did you guys take a look at all the fluff, the, the pork that was in there by any chance? Uh, the most recent one? Yeah. I have not. Yeah, where, where's that? The Google docs or what? Yeah. Yeah, in our in our um yeah, Google Docs. If you haven't Is there a list? What I, it's just a it's a bunch of different things, but uh, it was the the actual bill. But guys, they're yeah, they're spending 300 million dollars in the coronavirus package for violence against women. Well, people are forced to be close to each other for long periods of time. It's uh, more likely that Domestic violence could be on the rise, right? <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's a good point. I just predicting the future. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird place to put that. For... I agree, but yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, $100 million for juvenile justice, um, $275 million to clean the federal facilities. $275 million for that. Uh, and this isn't... Is that all of the facilities everywhere? What did you say, Mojo? I said, I think you can go to Angie's List and get a little bit cheaper. Or, uh, instead of Boober Eats, we'll have Boober Clean. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe that'll be a little bit cleaner. Um, $7.5 million to make sure that the Smithsonian is kept clean in their security. How about this? Oh, that's just Pay, paying the staff, I guess, for that. Is that the point of that? How many million? Seven point five million dollars for the Smithsonian. Thirty-five, thirty-five million dollars for the Kennedy Center. I'll just read these off. Uh, Twenty-five million dollars for the House of Representatives, so that they have laptops and that they can telecommute. Okay. Um, they don't already have those. You would think they can't. Think they can't they afford their own. That. Right. Um, there is a hundred and thirty million dollars for housing opportunities for persons with AIDS, like specifically just for those folks with AIDS. And then, um, Mojo, I wanted to read this one to you because um, I'm not that smart. That's that's no lie. I'm not trying to hide that here, but here is the earned income tax credit. And I'll just go ahead and read this to you. For 2020-21, this provision would allow an individual with no qualifying children to claim the earned income tax credit if the individual is between the ages of 19 and 25 and is not a full-time student. So I'm going to stop there. They have to be 19 to 25 with no qualifying children to claim the earned income tax credit. Are you, you following so far? Yeah, I am. I think so. <laughs> this is on page 57. And then here's where like, it blows my mind. It also allows the individuals to claim the credit until they reach age 66. (laughs) Wow. So if you're 19 to 25, not a full-time student, have no children, you can claim this earned income tax credit up to 66 years old. Okay. First question is why would they do that for that age bracket? Number two, that is fantastic. They're paying them not to reproduce. N- number two, why? No, because they can reproduce. <laughs> That's a good point. It says with no kids. Yeah, between nineteen and twenty-five. With no kids. With no kids. <clears throat> nineteen and twenty-five. So at twenty-six, and they had a kid. Do you? Th- can they still keep it? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder that. But also, even if they don't have kids, why would? Okay. First off, this whole stimulus check thing if you actually broke it down every <laughs> the two trillion dollar bailout look i i'm all about keeping some companies afloat because obviously we have to have jobs to go back to for a majority of america sure so I, i'm all, i i understand that and i'm not with the whole uh bernie sanders left wing biden crowd of you know can't keep up the corporations crap i think that's that's nonsense because 
this whole country, no one is at fault. This wasn't brought upon by stupid subprime mortgages and, um, you know, the infl- right. propping right. up inflation. This is nothing to do with any of this. This is something that was brought on that was unseen. You know, we couldn't predict that this would have happened. So um, I right. do agree with that. But even if you broke down the taxes, we should be getting back more. Um, and I, you know, as a libertarian, I, I, I don't see this as like uh, getting a check from the government. I think it's just actually getting our taxes back. You know, we, we should not be, obviously if they got money to give us back, we shouldn't be paying this stuff in to begin with. But, um, I, it, to give someone a credit for 40 years, uh, it just makes no sense. I mean, um, Especially, what if they decide not to go over a certain income threshold? They will actually be net positive to not go over to a, a certain income threshold. Um, as I've mentioned before, with like my family member that I have, she purposely knows how to use the system not to work a certain amount of hours because she actually earns more money, and which is asinine. She she may only pay in three thousand dollars, but she gets back nine thousand dollars back. how how i i I mean i have a public education public school education but that math don't add up so i I just don't get it so i just you know i also saw on here on on this thing one billion dollars to make sure we have high-speed internet to low-income families Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. does it even mean i don't understand that i mean just mind-boggling that the the things that got added into this this package, which is, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, like Eric Holder said it best under Barack Obama's administration, never let a good crisis go to waste. So mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect opportunity for, you know, people to get pushed, think, hold, hold the American um, populace a hostage to get things passed through that they couldn't get passed through a month ago. Anyway. Oh, 100%. Like this, again, we're dealing with the coronavirus. Why is there the EPA Section 704 dealing with the airline carbon emission offsetting goals to get it reduced to 50 percent by 50 by 2050. Like this is coronavirus stuff. This is not a time to start, you know, trying to fix the environment like that can be done later. Trim this down and only focus on things with the coronavirus. Producer Brian, you sent a, a message as well. What was that one? Yeah. So one of the on this uh, Fox News, um, basically saying if any companies that take assistance are required to pay at least a $15 minimum wage. So if you get a bailout from this mm. bill, it's requiring, it's basically setting the minimum wage for your customer, for your uh, uh, employees. I thought that was interesting. Wow. Did, I, see, and here's the, here's the thing is that, you know, I'm a small business owner. Brian, you're self-employed. Um, it, it's no more. It's hard out there to every struggle every day, and I don't keep track of my hours. If I did, I'd be probably depressed what I earn per hour. Um, but having a government come in and mandate to you what you must pay post apocalypse when you're just trying to get back mm-hmm. on your feet, you know, I I don't think these guys are math geniuses, but at all, I mean, <laughs> because. Except the ones who actually sold their stocks before the the stock market crash, those those are actually math geniuses. But um, you know, 
Would you rather have four employees at 40 hours or would you rather have 12 employees at 10 hours a week? You know, I mean, who are you actually benefiting? Are you actually benefiting the 10 or actually benefiting the four at a lower wage? Because you can only have, you only have so much money that you can spend on payroll per week, you know, or, or at the point you just might as well just give up business. And I can't tell you how many restaurants I I already know in the three counties that I associate with here in North Carolina, they're actually will not reopen after this pandemic's over because this was the final death nail into the coffin. They were barely holding on. So to actually, actually when they come back in business and mandate that they, if they took a 2% or a, a, a bailout from the government at a four, four point, I've, I've seen rates anywhere from th- two, three, four point seven five percent And then all of a sudden having to pay your employees $15 an hour when they were probably making 10 or 11 before I just, that's an exponential compounded, you know, hemorrhoid that you got, you can't get past. Yeah. I, I think the coronavirus is definitely going to do a lot of damage. I think that we're self-inflicting that, and making this even worse. Like what is the economy? Like I'm, I'm concerned about getting back into public with people, but I'm also more concerned about what is it going to look like for the economy and how is this supposed to be bouncing back? $1,200 a month or $1,200 uh, twice is not going to fix this. Um, I don't know what they're thinking this is going to do. I really don't. Well, what it's going to do is because they're, they're expecting – my fellow Americans to be responsible to take $1,200, $1,400, $3,400, wherever it is, you know, the compounded additional kids and be responsible with that money. There will be some of us that save that money for a rainy day. And then you have guys out there that will put new audios, audio package or rims or tires or a new trolling motor for their fishing boat or, you know, that cruise they wanted to take. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to, Put it away responsibly. They're not going to pay their bills. Yeah. They're going to they're going to let their Duke Energy bill go out sixty days. You know they're not they're not going. To, I'm not saying a lot. Everyone. I'm just saying there will be that segment of society that does that. You'll see. You'll have a segment. Hey, what's the uh, yeah. going right on a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll have well, and that you'll have people that go and blow it at a casino or getting scratch off tickets. Or ordering Uber Eats from Portland strippers. I mean, you'll you'll have that. Yeah, I mean, I saw where the banks are also are going to do like potentially five major banks are doing a ninety day hold on paying your mortgage. Great, um, and maybe you can use that twelve hundred dollars to help pay your mortgage. But how many people are actually going to do that yeah. and and be responsible with that? I think. I think this is just setting us up for even more failure for, for our economy. No. Um, yeah. I, I think that what people don't understand, this is not a free a freebie at all. This will be tacked on to us somehow. So sure. you'll sure. have, you'll basically this will be add up um, to be a, for a family of four, this will be an additional $68,000 in new national debt added on to each every each and every family. So it's basically a devaluation of the dollar. So your dollar, I mean, you know, I'm not great at math, nor am I great at market econ- economy, but what I'm saying is the devaluation of the dollar. The dollar will have less value at the end of this than it did before. Just because when you pump and dump cash into the system, 
if you don't have anything that's backing it and it's just theoretical cash, you're going to have the devaluation of a dollar. So all of a sudden your gallon of milk may not be two forty eight, you know, at the Harris Teats anymore or the food line. It's going to be, it may be four bucks. Now that, and that may not look like a big increase, but you compound that over a year, you know, like us, we go through two gallons a week. That, that, that's an extra, that's an extra hundred bucks a a year that we're spending just on milk. And then you add on all the other products and all of a sudden that $40,000 truck is no longer $40,000. It's extra because of the compound labor cost and the devaluation of the dollar. People just don't realize that I understand there's a lot of people that need it. I totally understand that. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that this has strings attached. It's not just that immediate pump and dump high that we will get from seeing, you know, immediate insertion of cash into our bank accounts. And has anybody addressed like how this is going to be taxed? Is this going to be, you know, taxable income for folks? I, I haven't seen anything yet. Now, um, the ironic thing, this is, um, you know, like, like I said, it, it's kind of nice to see um, something other in the news besides impeachment hearings, you know. Um, but usually, <laughs> when, usually when both parties are unified on something, it's usually not good for us. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the sure. end result is usually not good for us. So I, think, I seem to remember during the Great Recession, um, we got a stimulus similar to this. And I seem to remember my tax refund the following year being considerably less because it was basically like a forward or, or an advancement um, on, on that. So I think, uh, uh, Big, and I think you're correct about the tax piece of this. I think we will get dinged eventually. But the greatest impact will be what Mojo's saying is, you know, with the yeah. devaluation of the dollar and basically the, the, the inflation that it's going to cause. Always sure. remember. Everybody enjoy your dollar eighty nine gas. Yeah. I always remember, well, God, that that's just being subsidized by the government too right now for the the lower, but also just the, the you know supply and demand. There's nobody going anywhere because everybody's on lockdown. Right. So I mean, fuel is going to be cheap, but just remember first, government's always going to get their money some way somehow. They're always going to get their money first. Um, House always wins. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't we don't have we don't have shiny shiny buildings and, and roads and stuff like that based off hopes and wishes it should be is because they're spending the money they've gotten, but also the money in the future and they're going to collect. And unfortunately we just, I, like I said, I understand it's a hard decision. Do I want to have pain now or pain later? And that pain now is making sure you have food and toilet paper, you know, and the pain later is that we may be paying exponential costs to cover this. Um, now when I, I, I think I said in a previous podcast this is a unique situation to actually trim fat you know th- we can we talked about i think briefly about online schooling like would a college degree how would a college degree look in the workforce online versus actually going to a four-year sitting down in class and partying would it would an online four-year degree look just as promising as you know something if you actually go and have the college experience for at less money you know do we need the full force of the department of education Right now, because right now, all of a sudden, stay-at-home parents have become have become teachers' assistants. You know, I, it just these are unique opportunities to actually go in and actually trim budget cost out, and then pass that along. Versus, you know, 
having this inflated thing. I've seen things in this provision also for in this stimulus package package plan where, you know, I, I can't remember what the most, I haven't looked at the whole bill yet, but you know, like they're trying to cut emissions. What in the hell does that have to do with us? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what does appropriating 25 to $50 million to the Kennedy center have to do with us? Hell, I didn't know where the Kennedy center yeah. is. Yeah, I don't either, but they're paying $35 million to that. But but my point is, what I mean, do I get free tickets for life now? I mean, well, they are they are, they have a really good version of Hamilton. So I mean, if, if they get, bring the Portland strippers there, tickets. then I'm down. But I, I I don't I don't see the purpose of it. I mean, thirty five million dollars. Yeah, just to keep it open. I mean, right now we could we could. I wonder. It, you know, you what you want to give money to people? How about you do this? You sign up. You have a a now hiring table. For every city and state, county, and government-owned highway road system, and so I tell you what, you want to work? Come here, we'll pay you. We're gonna since there's no way traveling right now, we're gonna repave all these damn roads we've had piles in for years. That's how you get right? people working. You get people, you know, you, yeah. You can. There's enough construction guys are probably out of work right now. There's enough guys out there that can work with their hands. Well, they gotta all be six feet apart. So there's that part. Well, have you not seen? There's have you not seen a con- working, Yeah, have you not seen? Can watch yeah, it. exactly. I was about to say, have you not seen a construction site? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hook Line and Heroes is a 501c3 nonprofit based in Charlotte, North Carolina, founded in 2017 to show God's love and appreciation for our disabled and PTS military veterans. They provide professionally guided fishing trips to nominated veterans at no cost to the veteran. Hookline and Heroes has provided over 30-plus trips around the Carolinas since their founding, from red fishing down in Charleston to striper fishing on Lake Norman, and even offshore fishing down in Florida. Each trip is a one-on-one experience with a member of the organization aiming to provide a day of fun and relaxation on the water and begin a lifelong relationship with them. Each veteran leaves the day with a fully stocked tackle box, rod and reel, apparel, a Bible, in a daily devotion to kick to kickstart their new hobby and build their relationship with God. Please take the time to visit their website at hooklineandheroes.org to hear and learn more about them. You can help in many ways by nominating a veteran you know through their website, join their monthly giving program, Healing Heroes, or send a one-time personal or corporate donation. You'll also be happy to hear that they are completely volunteer-run and nearly 100% of your donations goes directly towards providing trips for the veterans. Be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to see their veteran stories and to show your support. Yeah, I think that this is going to be one of those things that um, we're going to regret later down the road. But, but you know, this it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Like, if you there's a website I follow called WorldOmeters.info or .com, and it actually has a lot of statistics. And, you know, current right now, they they actually, when they list the COVID-19 or coronavirus or uh, the Kung flu or Chinese virus, whatever you'll call it, um, they have they have their up-to-date listings. They post it about every six hours. And if you look down that string of countries that's listed on there, way down the bottom or way somewhere down low, you have Singapore. You have South Korea. Now, people may go, what the hell do they have to do with me? But Singapore 
as of right now, which got hit first a couple weeks before us actually, only has 683 reported cases of corona. Now, if you go back up to South Korea, has 9,200, okay? Now, both of these have dense populations in the cities, kind of like New York, um, kind of like L.A., and they did a phenomenal job, and they did not shut their economy down. They did a they did what our CDC is supposed to do, and our health departments are supposed to do, is actually track anyone who popped pop positive for corona. They did an immediate quarantine, immediate 72-hour tracking of who they were affiliated with, where they've been for the last 72 hours, instead of shutting down whole sectors of the economy. And I understand, you know, we didn't want to overwhelm our healthcare system, but is the short-term, the short-term pain that we're experiencing right now in the economy worth the restart? How do you restart an American engine that's so vast and so spread with 330 million people? How do we restart that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And and that's the thing is we don't know when this thing is going to come back so that we can restart the, the, the economy, you know, putting $1,200 back into your, um, your pocket, what are you going to spend it on? You, you know, you don't have, uh, you can't go to the store and buy $1,200 worth of toilet paper because there's no toilet paper left. You know, it's just, what are we going to spend the money on? The tofu. Yeah. And Corona. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, I just don't think that we were thinking. Like, I just don't get it. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. No, I think, um, I don't, I mean, obviously, obviously we can't tell. Obviously we can't tell what the future lies ahead. I mean, here's the thing. I understand if we don't react, people panic and people get pissed. If we overreact, people panic, people get pissed. I, I understand that. But. Like I said, we have South Korea and and Singapore, which were way ahead of this before us. And what did they do? They immediately jumped on top of it. They tracked it. They had the hospital care. You look at Italy. Italy just, I mean, dense population, very aging population. Healthcare system sucks. You know, if people want universal health care, take a look at Italy. That's what you get, the end result. Um, but hmm. I just don't see how we, how we restart the American engine and expect all of a sudden everybody's going back eating at restaurants because half those restaurants are going to be gone. How do we, how do we go yeah. take a cruise? Cause half of us are out of work. How do we, you know, go spend a night in a, in an adjacent city to get away because they may not have enough hotel workers because they, they're just restarting. So, um, I think our, I think our long-term pains for just a, a, a little quick check is, I don't know. I think it's just a pacifier. I think it's a government pacifier right now to to keep us like sheeple. Hey, I just had a thought. Um, didn't China have the second largest economy behind the U.S.? Um, if it, if it was, it could have been. It, <laughs> I thought it was. I know conspiracy conspiracy theories. No, I mean I think they were one, and then we just surpassed them. I think in the beginning of the year. They just got pissed, and that's what happened. So I'm kind of, I'm just kind of wondering if something may have been, like I say, conspiracy theory. Who knows? But it seems pretty convenient. No, I mean, uh-huh. but you know, people would think that would be a conspiracy, but 
you know, how can, how can we not rule that out? You know, like, um, this is not the first time that China's lied to us. You know, you've had, you actually have a new outbreak. It's actually just happened in China too, right behind the Corona. There's actually a guy just read an article, I think in the independent UK today that, um, there's a guy who actually just got over the Corona and contracted a new, a new, uh, virus called the Hanta virus, which is actually, is actually a virus that's actually been produced in top level four CDC labs and stuff like that. So it's a weaponized version of a, of a virus. Um, but China's not been the most forthright information sharing country. You also, you know, people will probably think I'm wackadoodle here, but, you know, the country was founded by a dictator named, you know, Mao, who actually murdered 80 million people of his own citizens to get his way and to take over that country. So 80,000 people, that's nothing. You know, that's nothing to people get sick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Throw that conspiracy theory out there because, it, I mean, it makes more sense than half the things I've heard. What's the new, what's the new virus Hanta, you said? H-A-N-T-A. And um, it's it's a virulent, uh, supposedly it's a pretty virulent strain. And, you know, the only reason I even remember Hanta, because I was actually watching the on Netflix, you know, the suggested movies. And it had uh, Outbreak was the suggested movie, so I started watching. Yeah, start, yeah. So I started watching it last night, and actually had the uh, CDC level four lab, and it mentioned they had Hanta in Ebola and Zika and things like that there. So that's the only reason I remember it. It's a good movie, by the way. So let's let's add um, to doesbigandhalf.com Hanta. The answer is maybe not Fanta, not we Fanta, not Fanta. It rhymes with Fanta. All right, so that's going to, I guess, be a wrap. Mojo, go ahead and send us out. Yeah, um, as long as you're able and don't have the corona, and uh, you can hit subscribe. That way we don't contract it from you. But uh, just go to our uh, Facebook page, (laughs) check us out, Southern Fried Philosophy. Give us a like. Um, We usually post stupid memes. Um, before they're uh, taken down by bigots. I'm just kidding. Um, also, you can find us on the website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. We do have our playable links there. Also, our show notes, anything we talk about, you can check it out there in the show notes. Producer Brian does a phenomenal job with that. Um, otherwise, you know, if, if it was up to me, I probably couldn't spell. Um, and I don't do math good. I figured that out today. Um, yeah, check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. Just go there, hit subscribe, give us a like, a rating, a review. And also, I'd like to thank my donor mother, Lisa, because, like I said, today's my fourth anniversary, and without her, I would not be here. So if you haven't signed up to be an organ donor, please do. It takes just a second. Also, locally, right now, people are struggling to, for blood drives. There's been over 30,000 blood drives being canceled I think over just in North Carolina right now. So imagine that uh, nationally and also globally, if you're an international listener, just if you have a second, go donate some blood because right now I'm sure people are, I'm sure hospitals are in dire need of that. Yeah. Are, are they they're still doing blood drives? Yeah. I'm assuming at they're hospitals? doing it. They, um, hospitals are begging for it. Local, local units are still begging for it. They've actually taken, Obviously, they're taking um, more precautions, you know, spreading people apart and checking temps and 
um, things like that. So yeah, they're they're still doing their their thing. I mean, that's one thing we'll never need enough. You know, we'll never have enough of is blood. So that's something you can at least donate. No doubt. Well, guys, again, thank you for tuning in. Um, wash your hands, and as always, keep looking up.